anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast, live on a lovely Friday afternoon. I, of course, am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. You can see in my little name thing there, got my Twitter handle all fixed in there. And back with me is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's going on, man? Not much at all. I'm glad it's a beautiful Friday afternoon for you because it is rainy and awful here this morning. It, this morning, I thought my truck literally got hit by a lightning bolt. Like I, it almost knocked me off the road. Um, it was kind of terrifying. But uh, it, there's no lightning right now. We just have rain. But it's been a been a wild day. Yes, I have escaped the Midwest. I am broadcasting live from an undisclosed location. Let's just say the weather is much nicer than what I left. <laughs> Couldn't get out of there without like an eight inch snowstorm and some freezing cold weather and getting out, man, was not fucking easy. Oh my God. I left, I left for the airport at nine o'clock, 9 PM on Wednesday. I had these airlines, man, they're really becoming a fucking disaster. There's just no good options unless you're paying thousands of dollars for flights. So I left. At a 12.45 a.m. flight Thursday morning. And uh, so I left at 9 p.m. the night before because I had to drive to Chicago from my parents' house in Milwaukee. So I drove down with my old man, then he drove the car back. And uh, then my flight got delayed until 3.30 a.m. And all the lounges, of course, are closed, even though it's an international airport and I'm in the international terminal everything's closed because you know we're i guess we're not going on international time why isn't everything open at an international airport 24 hours a day what what the fuck is this i mean you have no idea what time anybody is coming in it could be 7 a.m for them and it's 10 o'clock at night you should be able to get fucking breakfast you should be able to get a cocktail you should be able to have somewhere to fucking go it, there's just, you know, hundreds of people sitting around at three o'clock in the morning waiting for this fucking flight. It was absolutely ridiculous. And uh, and then the uh, the airline almost lost a bunch of people's bags. There was some other fucking weird. This this lady's bag flew off the carousel thing and started causing like a, a, a buildup of bags on the side. And so she's, of course, she's like a fucking masked Karen. So I was like kind of chuckling. I was like, oh, yeah, you fucking deserve that shit. You got to wait. And, but she didn't wait. Of course she gets the, she starts screaming through the little flappy things at these guys to stop the, the carousel. So they do. And then her, you know, masked uh, cuck of a husband climbs over the thing and grabs their bags and they leave. And then like 
10, 10 more minutes goes by with the carousel off. And then we, somebody else had to go and scream at them to turn it back on. They turn it back on. No more bags come out. And there's just like 30 people standing around. And it's like, well, did they lose the bags or what, what the hell is going on? And then the flight information changes and a new flight comes in. And uh, a bunch of people left. I ended up sitting there for like 30, 40 more minutes just calling, you know, I don't know, just hating, hating life at the moment. It's been, it'd been about 15 hours <laughs> all together because I had an eight-hour layover in another airport uh, before I got to this one. So a connecting flight, eight-hour layover. It was cut to six because the first flight was delayed by two, two hours, which meant I had two less hours to sleep in the lounge. And, uh, and then they ended up just throwing the bags in with some other plane from a completely different uh, country. It's <laughs> just like, oh. But it was right next to the ones, and I saw it come out. So I grabbed my shit and got the fuck out of there. Then it was a hell ride getting a cab. God damn, dude. I ended up getting in at like 3.30 yesterday. 9 p.m. the night before, 3.30, I got to uh, my Airbnb. So I'm in, a lo- I'm in a wonderful mood to talk about uh, trans shooters trans school shooters and uh, Donald Trump's indictment. Which one do you want to start with? <clears throat> uh, let's do the, let's do the school shooting first. That was uh so it was interesting when that happened, it was pretty soon after it happened that it started getting reported that it was a female shooter. And then of course, like, because the internet is what the internet is. There were a bunch of people that were like, wouldn't it be hilarious if it was a trans woman? Like, just go ahead and, and really, like, cement that these people are mentally unstable. And then it turned out that it was a, a the, the best article that I saw on the whole thing. One of the lines said uh, that it was a, it was a trans uh, female who identifies as male, but they weren't sure if she identified as male at the time of the shooting. Uh, yes. Yeah, well, that's I would a very think so. Fluid, Most shooters are male. <laughs> that's a very fluid situation, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I, it, dude, I, I know it's kind of uh, sick to be joking about this because there are, you know, little kids that died and uh, was it six people all together or seven? It, well, seven if you count the shooter. If you include the shooter. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously these things are just horrific, but yeah, I mean, these jokes, they just write themselves, <laughs> even, even down to the, the weapons of choice that she had. Uh, she had all these modified, <laughs> she had these modified guns where the, there's definitely some, there's something there. I'm not exactly sure how to articulate it when you have a, a trans person with these modified um guns that maybe they identify as rifles maybe they identify as pistols with a with a longer (laughs) haven't quite worked out the joke yet but it's there there was something interesting with that um the parents didn't okay so this this was a 25 year old girl that lived at home with her parents and the parents didn't know that she had all these guns like the mom said that that they knew about a gun but that she had sold it. And so they weren't concerned. Like, um, and, but after the shooting, the police like went and searched the house and found like basically stashes of weapons all over the house. Like how, how the fuck do you have your 
28 year old, obviously mentally ill child living with you and have no idea that this kid has got like guns just stashed all over the house. It's just insane. Yeah. It always, it always surprises me how derelict the parents are in these situations where it's like, you know, your kid, you've raised this kid from, you know, infancy for 25 years. Like, you know, your kid is fucked up. And I'm not saying that because they're trans. I mean, that could be a good indication that they're having some mental issues. But just like when you have a kid that that's capable of going into a school and shooting little kids, you have to know that your kid is fucked up. This is a fucked up human being. Like, how could you raise them for 25 years or whatever it is and just not know and be that oblivious? It, it always surprises me. So there's there there have been some common themes amongst all of the school shooters of late, uh, or even or the mass shooters in general. This is now three or four in a row that identified as uh, trans of some sort. They all have severe uh, mental illness outside of just that. Uh, and also their home lives are terrible. Like the parents are not involved or they don't have parents around at all. Like, like clearly, I mean, I get it. These are like supposed to be good, you know, Christian parents, but that sent their kid to this private Christian Academy or whatever, but clearly they don't have any involvement in the kid's life outside of like, she lives with them. Uh, and uh, I don't know. It's bad. Parenting is kind of the root of, a lot of the problems that we have societally right now. Yeah. Yeah. Bad parenting or just lack of parents being there. I mean, how many, how many people that are in, in prison right now for some sort of violent crime grew up in a, a single family household, you know, or a single uh, parent household. Father wasn't around. Um, I, you know, it, it really is a, just a fucking, a, a tragic thing that they've done to, to the, um, to the nuclear family. And we're starting to see the repercussions of this. They call it progressive. It's not fucking progressive. Right. We're degenerating back to, I mean, <clears throat> you know, pre-civilized society. Everybody just, you know, beating each other up, killing each other, violence in the streets. I, I mean, hell, look at the, uh, the response by the, Democratic legislature or the Democrats in the legislature in Tennessee to this, like it's all yelling and screaming and violence. And, uh, you know, they, they don't have, they don't have nuanced answers. They don't have a actual solution. It's their only response is to fly off the handle, to be outrageous, to be loud. Uh, the, the uh, interaction that um, the Massey had with representative Bowman on the, on the floor, like in the hallway or in the hallway of, uh, of Congress, like Massey presented actual facts and evidence and Bowman just yells and gets louder and more belligerent. Like that's, that's their response. Yeah. It, it's always an emotional thing because, and it's just this low IQ. Like there are so many issues that go into, creating a, a person that's capable of doing something like this as you said messed up home lives like who know, like if your parents are that uh, derelict in their duties i mean they're probably 
they've made so many mistakes over the years that have had profound effects on on your mental uh your mental capacity or whatever and then they just their their only response to this is oh guns the guns are bad and it's just like wow man like that has got to be the the most like juvenile low iq analysis of something like this well that you you just blame the tool that they use to carry out their you know their massacre and uh, i don't know that it hasn't we haven't seen any of the the data on this one yet but like what would have prevented this kid from getting a gun like is there shy of just an all out shy of just an all out gun ban period what's what what's the additional like gun regulation that that stops this kid from getting a gun Uh, yeah you can make like red flag arguments but at the same time if you see like interviews and stuff that were done with friends and and other people like that that knew that knew the girl most of them said that she was mild-mannered seemed nice they didn't you know they didn't expect anything like this blah 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 and that's how it is with most of them i mean there are the the few who are you know obviously like outwardly deranged and and off the rails, but most of them are, you know, fairly mild mannered. Uh, you'll see that the FBI has been watching them because they had some, or has been watching them and even had them in for questioning because they had some sketchy internet search history and, or, you know, online activity. But as far as like just normal everyday life where people would see them in public, like most people say they're nice, mild mannered and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what, you know, what causes people to do this. I have theories, obviously, that we've talked about before on this show. But yeah, the the idea that um, you can take a look at this whole situation and distill it down to, oh, we just need to get rid of the guns. I, and one of the things that these people talk about with gun control advocates is like, well, everybody should have some sort of like mental background check where they have to get a psychiatrist certification. Remember when they were talking about this and it was like, wow, good luck trans community speaking to a psychiatrist and convincing them that you're sane enough to own firearms. Good luck with that. I, I mean, like the idea that would be, if I'm, if I'm having, if I'm instituting a, a mental health background check for firearms uh, the second you walk in and you tell me that like uh, you're a woman trapped in a man's body or something, you're automatically disqualified. Automatically. I mean, how could you not have that be like like just complete fucking delusion, being uh, not being a criteria if that's what you're gonna do? Well, and then you know if they did implement something like that. Everybody who's lived in a state that has like really strict uh, like vehicle registration where you have to go and get like an annual inspection. Everybody knows that shop that you can go to that'll just rubber stamp your inspection. So, of course, yeah, everybody's going to find that, you know, there's going to be that shrink or that psychiatrist or whatever or that person who's licensed to do it. That is just going to rubber stamp and say, yep, you're good. Go get your gun, which is I mean. I have no problem with that, but you know, if that's what they're going to do, that's you're going. To, that's the market that you're going to create. Like anytime prohibition has been tried, it just creates black markets for all kinds of other stuff. It's not. It, 
you know, like we've talked about ad nauseum, look at the war on drugs. You know, what is that accomplished in terms of is the drug problem any better than it was at any point? And, you know, and a lot of the idiots point to the to the 94 crime bill and they talk about like the the assault weapon ban or whatever that was part of that. And, and they use these like very conflated, very cherry pick statistics that show that the gun violence was down during that time. But it takes a whole lot of other stuff out like it removes a whole lot of the context of those actual numbers. And it just paints it as, well, this is they did this and this happened. So. They, uh, the two are a hundred percent related to each other. Never mind, you know, the dozen other. Yeah, all of their. Yeah, you're right. All of their analysis when it comes to things like this is the the lowest IQ. Just like a, a three year old came up with this concept. I, I saw Gavin Newsom posted this thing. It was like a map of gun um, gun deaths in the U.S. in the year 2020. <laughs> Like, just happened to pick that year that showed like California um, had fewer and Illinois had like fewer gun deaths than uh, per, per hundred thousand people than like Mississippi or something. And it's like, oh yeah, when everybody was locked in their houses, <laughs> you guys had less gun deaths. Well, and the really crazy thing about that, because they've been using numbers, uh, those specific numbers, not just the 2020 numbers, but the uh, that database, the compilation of numbers, they've been using that for a long time to try to say that that uh, red states or or states that are looser have looser gun restriction are actually have higher uh, violent gun or violent gun problems. If you remove suicide from those right. statistics, Illinois, California, New York, all shoot to the top of the list. Alabama, Mississippi, all those other states, they drop middle of the pack or below. Like, and it's, but the, it's, it's the same way that they count, uh, that they, that they count school shootings. And it's the same way that they count mass shootings. Like a mass shooting just means that somebody fired a gun in the vicinity of four people. It doesn't mean this X right. number of people got killed. The, I, I think, um, I think something like, 50% of mass shootings don't have any casualties whatsoever, but you know, they still, somebody fired, a, somebody discharged a gun in a crowd. That's mass shooting because there were X number of people in the vicinity when the gun was shot. Like this is, they, yes. they use and then these of course like, the, yeah. Yeah. The, the corporate press being the true enemy of the people only report on the ones like, at this school where little kids are dead. And so people, they hear mass shooting and they associate it with that and that alone. And so it's like, yeah, we had 268 mass shootings that were just like this one. It's like, no, no, they weren't. They weren't like that. You had like one or two of these, which again, I, I agree, one or two too many. <laughs> like nobody wants the idea that people um, that support uh, people's right to defend themselves and own firearms, that they they don't care that uh, kids are being killed in schools is absolutely rude. It's just so dishonest. It, it just, they, they believe that they have a, a different solution to the problem and nobody's really trying anything. <laughs> you know, it's just like some people think we should do this. Other people think we should do that. And just nothing happens. And, and it just keeps going on. And that was kind of, you know, what that, what was that guy's name? That was just raging at, at Massey. 
Yeah, uh, Bowman. I can't remember what his. Uh, yeah, it was just like he's like, we gotta do something. We gotta control the gun. They're just going off uh, on these like tirades, and it's just like, what what is that gonna do? I, I, what has that ever done when you when you make something illegal? And, and well, they point and like, to all these other countries. Go ahead. So I was gonna say like something that that I mentioned on Facebook and Twitter was. Uh, they have this kid's manifesto, manifesto, whatever you want to call it. And um, she was also targeting another school and chose not to attack that school because the security was too tight. I mean, why not use, why not make that the model? Like if, if the school <laughs> yeah, shooter looked at the school and said, I can't get in there, this isn't going to work. Make every school like make that the security model for every other school, and then when shooters or when you know potential sh school shooters look at it, they're like, "Yeah, that's gonna be too much hassle to try to get into. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make it." Yeah, well, it just it just seems so obvious to anybody with that's thinking about this rationally, where it's just like, well, let's say let's say you you ban all these guns, you get all this gun control in place, so nobody can legally own some guns. Somehow this kid gets a hold of a gun and goes into the school and starts shooting people. What's the response at that point? It's to call people with guns to come save the day, right? So why wouldn't you want the people with the guns already on site? Why would you want the 15 minute, even like a 15 minute response time would be considered good. You know how many people you can kill in 15 minutes, like unarmed, just fish in a barrel. It's ridiculous. They have this like weird thing. They think these guns are like the ring from Lord of the Rings, where it's like the second you touch one, it, it, it takes control over you and you're possessed and you're just powerless to not point it at little kids and start shooting. It's just like, no, that has nothing to do with that. If that was the case and we have all these what 400 million guns in circulation or something, we would have annihilated ourselves long ago. We, we'd all be dead. I mean, I have small children well they're not small anymore but i have small children for a long time and i don't keep my guns locked up they're all out like half of them are literally out and so, no don't call him hillbilly boy for nothing ladies and nobody's gentlemen. ever gotten shot in my house either i mean i shot my mattress one time but that was me doing that and like you know it was an accident but nonetheless <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's something else here. I, and we, we've always had a lot of guns in this country. This is not like we didn't just invent the AR 15. It's been around for a while. Um, go back to the, you know, the thirties, the forties, the fifties, the sixties, how many of these school shootings did we have? There, something changed. And I mean, it could be a, a number of things, but even just pre 1994 crime bill, like back then we didn't even really have the internet as we know it today. And who knows what the, the effect of internet is doing to these kids. And this, again, this news cycle about uh, trans genocide and everybody's hunting these people down. Uh, these are, in my opinion, you are usually pretty mentally disturbed people to begin with. And now you're filling them with uh, this ass full of propaganda about how everyone wants them uh, killed or something like that. 
when really uh, most people just don't want you sexualizing their little kids and giving them hormones and things. Well, and the whole idea of this trans genocide thing, uh, that entire idea is based around a statistic that came out a couple of years ago that uh, the, the murders amongst trans people had increased by like 300% or something. Um, but what it ignored was the actual like real oh world numbers where it had been like three people had gotten murdered the year before and then it went up to nine people and four of the nine were just like incidental. Like one of them was like a drive-by where a bunch of other people also got shot. A couple of them were like muggings or like things like that, like not targeted crimes, just j crime in general. And then the other ones were either uh, someone that the person knew or was in a relationship with. And usually the assailant was either trans or gay. Like, okay. Yeah. But that's where that's where this whole idea of a trans genocide comes from is because they had a three hundred percent murder in murder rate increase in the trans community uh, at one point, like you know, three to nine. Oh my god! Like they yeah. they do a pretty f fantastic job of uh, killing themselves off anyway. It's like eighty yeah, percent of all trans people. Season. Yeah, eighty percent of all trans people will. Uh, think seriously about committing suicide 42 percent actually try it and somewhere in the neighborhood of like 28 to 30 percent succeed yeah I, I i just i think it's disgusting uh what what we're doing as a society with uh transgender people like everybody that's uh you know these trans activists that we have the we have the video of them storming that that building or whatever um they think that they're doing like the right noble thing and they're on the right side of history on this. I don't think enabling somebody that's disturbed on some level that clearly has a problem that goes deeper than their, you know, outwardly presenting genitalia, uh, enabling them and just letting them do whatever they want uh, to themselves and to other people is just absolutely despicable. It, it's not courageous. It's not heroic. It's the exact opposite of that. It's cowardice. It, it would be like if you were a parent and you just let your kid eat fucking ice cream sundaes and, and stay up late every day and, and do whatever the hell he wanted um, instead of being, you know, disciplining them. Be like, no, this is this is in your own best interest. Trust me, I, I've been there. I know this. And we should probably do this. We should probably do that. And this would be better for you in the long run. Yes, it's fun to indulge in these things, whatever. But man, to, to enable somebody that is clearly having some sort of issue, uh, whether you, you, you think they're legitimately a, a woman trapped in a man's body or not, like, that's not the the root of the problem is not going to be uh, changing their hormone balances and, and chopping off their uh, tits and dicks and things like that. If that if that was the solution, I don't think their suicide rate would be as high. Um, I don't think that they would have all of these fucking problems in that community. And it really it, and to blame it on, you know, people like us who just really don't care. Um, and you know, the amount of people, uh, transgender people that you run into in your lifetime is negligible unless you're going to like a, a drag 
show or something like that and like seeking it out. Like this is not a, a problem for most people. Um, even if they are uh, transphobic or whatever, they're not like, it, it's not something that they're encountering on a daily basis until they start going into schools and doing things to kids. Then you have a problem. But th this idea that it's, it's other people's fault that they feel like they're being persecuted. I don't see it, man. I don't know. I, I don't see a lot of, uh, a lot of um, anti-trans uh, propaganda or things like that my daily life see the exact opposite it's yeah it's it's a non-existent problem that's being stirred up as more than what it is to push an, an agenda and it's a it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty disturbing agenda especially when you see the the stuff with like the the drag queen story hours you had the one in north carolina where the like the drag queen was like straddling a kid in a chair and like grinding up on them and stuff. It's like, this is not normal human behavior. Like these people should be taken out back and, and, you know, dealt with like rabbit dogs. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see that one. I, I'm just, it, it is just absolutely disturbing to, to see that kind of stuff and to see people support it and just sort of uh, shrug it off. Like this is, ah, it's no big deal. It's like, totally I don't know, man. Perfectly yeah. normal human behavior. Nothing to nothing to see here. Yeah. Well, the other thing that's sort of been going on, there's been a lot of back and forth. You know, a lot of conservatives are really quick to jump on the trans shooter angle because, you know, like there's like been three or four of these, right, where the person's been transgendered or non-binary. The last uh, few of them have been identified. I know the, the one that was in... Um, uh, oh shit! Where was that? Is that Winnetka or Kenilworth? My old, uh, my old stomping grounds, kind of. Not really, but near my old stomping grounds. That was on oh, the Fourth of July. Yeah. Well, and then there uh, was one that was like in out in Colorado, uh, like a nightclub shooter or something in Colorado, or I can't remember what it was exactly. But yeah, that one also identified as trans. Yeah, uh, which is again, uh, it's like it's a stupid argument to get into uh most the vast majority of these shooters are just white males <laughs> so it's just like i don't know i don't want to paint an entire community uh, based on whatever the shooter it just seems like a really stupid uh, angle to take for this um i i do there is another side of that where it's like there is this sort of threat that they're coming out with from the trans community where it's like, well, this is what you get if you deny us our rights kind of thing. Uh, equally stupid uh, approach to take, in my humble opinion. I still don't understand what rights they don't have that um, they none. think the rest of us have. Huh? There are none. There's, there are no rights that they are being denied or or not yeah, yeah they just have these these mantras that trans rights are human right it's like all right what what right don't you have point to one and let's discuss it um because yes it it, it shouldn't your your rights shouldn't change based on your gender or whatever you're identifying as um, if anything they bring getting special privileges carved out for them by governments because and they're getting special treatment because they're this protected class so i don't understand that that whole argument uh i know that there was this protest that was planned a trans day of vengeance did you see that one it, you know 
if you really think that all these like crazed Christian conservatives want to genocide you, maybe don't go start a literal war with them because I tell you which side has more guns and which side is more apt to actually use the guns if provoked uh, and not on themselves. And the numbers. And the numbers. I mean, there's far more Christian conservatives than there are uh, transgender and transgender activists uh, who would be willing to take up our... Yeah, it's just like, wow, this is... Uh, this is a really, really dumb and dangerous path to go down. <laughs> like we were all kind of coexisting and getting along. Then you, you start doing weird stuff to kids and that makes people angry. And now we've had a, a, a few iterations of these uh, trans people shooting up schools and, and, and just have mass shootings or whatever. And, and your response to that is a, a trans day of vengeance. Um, I don't know what exactly they had planned for that, but the, the name alone, probably not the best uh, tact to take with that. <laughs> like, I, I heard they changed it. It was like trans uh, day of uh, visibility or something like we are, we're, we're trans and we're here. And then they changed the name to day of vengeance. And it's like, wow, man, that's, uh, that's not going to help the situation. That's not how you go about winning people to your to your side. Like, no, no, that's uh, it's going to have the exact opposite effect. <laughs> and if uh, if people really were transphobic um, or leaning towards transphobia before that, um, having a bunch of uh, rallies and things where you're walking around talking about how you're going to kill all these Christian conservatives. That's gonna that's gonna create a lot more transphobia, I think. You would think. And yeah. did you see the, yeah. the article where they were like talking about how the shooter was a, a gentle soul and an artist and could have been a, a great artist and all of this stuff? Like this is the first time I've ever seen them like take the explicitly take the, the route of trying to like memorialize a school shooter. Wow, I did not see that. Yeah, fawning over somebody that kills three kids in cold blood. That is that is a new low. Yeah. It, it and was, I guess it was the gun the gun that just did it, right? It was they would have been uh the next Monet, but they 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 found a gun somehow and that just completely changed their plans. They went from painting to deciding to shoot people. Exactly. Yeah, it happens all the time. It's a slippery slope, I'll tell you. Yeah, if if that gun had not put itself in that poor girl's hand, she never would have considered shooting anybody. It's, you know, because guns often just creep up and end up in your hand. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I've, you know, I mean, I fight mine off with the stick. That's why I keep that's why I keep the spear so close because I have to like literally beat them off of me. They they try to get in my hands all the time. Oh, and that works, huh? You can fight the gun with a stick. Heck yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because there's nobody to pull the trigger, I guess, huh? That's right. <laughs> that pesky uh, guns don't kill people, people kill people. It's never going to fucking change. It really is uh, unbelievable that the extent, the, the greatest minds in, that we have in Washington, their extent of uh, insight into this, this situation is we just need to get rid of guns. And they don't even have a plan for doing that. Like, what? Okay, make it illegal to purchase guns going forward. You still have, again, 400 some odd million guns in circulation already. 
what, what are you going to do with those? And they'll admit that they don't really have any, there's nothing we can do about it. So why are we even talking about gun control? Like it's an, like you're living in a fantasy world. You're living in an alternate universe where before guns were invented or purchased throughout the and ubiquitous in the US, we could go back to this time. It's like, okay, if that were the path that we were on before uh, and you can get there before all these guns get into people's hands, maybe you could talk about gun control, but not anymore. So why, why are we even talking about it? Well, and like everywhere that they've attempted the buyback programs and stuff like that, it's been a massive failure. Like the only time they actually, the only time they actually get to like tout huge successful numbers and look at all this, all of this, uh, these guns that we bought back. It's usually because a bunch of people who have been 3d printing stuff just run in with a bunch of lowers and right. sell those yeah. back at 20 bucks. A pop. A money. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everything they're going to do is going to backfire. I mean, that's, people always find a way to fucking game whatever system you're coming up with. So um, there's no there's no law or regulation that you're going to pass on firearms that is going to cut down on school shootings. I just guarantee you um, there will still be a fucking problem because you're not getting to the root cause of the problem. I'm not exactly sure what the root cause of the problem is, but one of these things that they all have in common that Thomas Massey was talking about is all of these mass shootings are in soft targets. Every single one of them are gun-free zones where people are fucking helpless to defend themselves. And every single time there's somebody else there with a gun, the shooter gets put down in fucking seconds. Like, it's just unbelievable why you'd be against that. Talk to the people in that church where that fucking dude stood up and fucking popped that guy right in the head. Uh, if they would rather that guy not have his firearm on him and that guy can just keep going around with the shotgun shooting people or the, the guy in the mall, is that, in, is that in Indiana or Ohio? Indiana. Yeah. Where he, yeah, he fucking shot that guy from like 35 feet away or something. Incredible shot. Uh, yeah. In a matter of seconds, saved countless number of lives. Like, why would you not want that? And this idea that people are just because they have a gun, they're going to be com uh, compelled to use it every time they get into like an argument or so. It's not like that. It just shows how little interaction you've had with firearms. You're, when you're carrying a gun around, it's a big responsibility and you feel that and you're aware of it. And you know what the consequences are of getting into altercations and using it in an altercation. And it, and everybody, you know, is else is aware of the those kinds of consequences as well and it it really calms things down well i thought anyway. you see all the time you see these leftists that'll post a picture of like some old guy with his you know pistol on his hip sitting at a counter eating a sandwich or something they're like i'm so terrified it's like why what yeah. you like what are you what are you scared of? The gun isn't going to go off on its own. And this guy isn't going to shoot you unless you start shit with him. And he feels like, yeah. he's so like start you know. no shit, won't be no shit. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I can't get into that sort of mindset where you're that freaked out that somebody just uh, has something on their person that they could kill you with. Uh, they're not planning on doing it. Uh, it's more to just protect themselves. So just, yeah, don't, how about don't get into fights. I don't know. Right. If he was here to shoot people, he wouldn't be sitting at the he wouldn't be sitting at the counter eating a sandwich. <laughs> a sandwich first, yeah. A little, little pregame, pregame action before you go on a, a mass shooting.
Uh, anyway, we should uh, change gears and get into this Donald Trump arrest that's imminent. We got about well, 15 minutes left. Yeah, let's run through this one pretty quick. Before I oh, wait, you didn't do that. You want to do the, eh, fuck that video. Maybe we'll talk about that January 6th stuff. There was another insurrection. Nobody seems to care. Because there was a bunch of black people in Tennessee, and it was Democrat-led. So as long as you're uh, a Democrat and of color, you do whatever you want. It's no such thing as an insurrection in that case. But the, uh, the similarities between that and January 6th are striking. Uh, a big crowd of people storming a government building. Correct? Correct. All right. I I'm sure everybody involved will be uh, pr prosecuted to the full extent of the law and thrown in a, a cage for 800 plus days with uh, no due process, no trial, no nothing. Did you see? I'm, I'm looking forward to those charges. Did you see they did let the Buffalo Shaman out after Tucker ran that whole thing and showed like the video of him being like literally escorted around? They let him out. I did not see that. Heck yeah. That's least, wonderful. Yeah. At least a small wow. victory yeah. on that. I mean, surely this is going to like completely torch the whole January 6th committee bullshit going forward. Like we now have all of these videos that show like, nothing happening so yeah well and it is all connected to this this um vendetta against donald trump i mean clearly the only reason january 6th was a big deal is because they they don't want donald trump to run for president again i mean there's there's nothing that these trans uh activists are going to do that's going to threaten a joe biden presidency right so that's not an insurrection um, but with with Donald Trump, he could run again. So this is like the worst thing that's ever happened. And we need to go. We need to make an example of everybody. And after we're done doing that, we're going to um, bend the law as much as we can to go after him for a hush payment to a prostitute. And that'll really get him. It, yes, it's a it, it would be a misdemeanor in most cases, but we're going to tie it to a, some federal uh, federal. Um, what do they call it? Uh, campaign finance law that they've already decided not to prosecute him on. And then we're going to go after him for felony charges. Well, and the really crazy, now, the really crazy part ahead. of like the CNN headline here is Donald Trump indicted by Manhattan grand jury on more than 30 counts related to business fraud. So I'm, I have been digging for at least an hour this afternoon, trying to find what are these 30 counts related to business fraud? And I can't find it anywhere. There is no actual listing of the 30 counts somehow. And it, in fact, every article that I've found that has any accounting of it says that they're mostly related to the hush money being paid to Stormy Daniels. Like, what, what, where are you yeah, getting? So I mean, they're trying to paint him as like some fraudulent businessman, which I have no doubt that he probably is to some extent, but yeah. Like no more so than every other businessman in the same position. Right. So everything that I've, I've read as well. And I spent uh, several hours doing, uh, you know, prep for this show on this was uh, the records are sealed. The, the charges are sealed. We, nobody knows. And they're going to be sealed until he actually turns himself in on Tuesday, uh, assuming he does that. 
So uh, yeah, I have no idea. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they could come up with 30 different charges related to one payment just because there's so many fucking federal regulations on banking and, and anti-money laundering and things like that, that they could probably um, throw the book at them and come up with 30 different things for paying off one uh, prostitute. But again, they're all going to be so fucking frivolous compared to the, the court that they set. You know, they're like, we're going to get him for this. He's a Russian asset. He's a traitor. He's a treasonous. He deserves to hang. He's a, you know, insurrectionist. He tried to take over the government. Oh, what are you going to get him on? Uh, he gave some money to a stripper, prostitute, porn star. I don't even know what she is anymore. He paid off a hua. Okay. <laughs> well, and DeSantis isn't going to... Lock gonna... him up and throw away the DeSantis isn't going to extradite him. So, like, is he, is Trump actually going to go turn himself in? Like, the Trump's lawyer yeah. even said that because they were the, so the New York grand jury that indicted him said he had to turn himself in by Friday. And his lawyer, like, came back out with a statement immediately and was like, how is that supposed to work? Like, that's not enough time to coordinate with the secret, with his secret service detail and everything else. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of planning and, like, stuff that has to go into this. It's not just as simple as Donald Trump gets on a plane and flies to New York and turns himself in. Like because this isn't a this isn't a regular American citizen that we're talking about. They're indicting us, you know, a former president. There there are a lot of there are a lot of things that still apply and I mean he hasn't been found guilty of literally anything in this entire he calls it a witch hunt and that's exactly what it is. They've been on a witch hunt since 2015 going after him for every random dumb bullshit yeah. that they can cook up and he still has yet to be actually uh charged with or he's yet to be found guilty of anything at all period according to nancy pelosi he has to prove his innocence i saw that tweet he gets his day in court to prove his innocence um but so much for innocent until proven guilty huh right yeah and that was not a, I don't think that was just Nancy Pelosi saying stupid things. I think that's exactly what she believes. And it really is, you know, this is, this is something fucking crazy. Uh, he's running for president as well. And he's been leading in all of the Republican polls in terms of, you know, the leading candidate. Uh, so this is, yeah, this is very, very interesting to, to watch this unfold. And I know that they're just dying to get these pictures of him in, you know, being fingerprinted or being perp walked and handcuffs and everything like that so that they can use that uh, against them. Uh, the left still won't be able to use those pictures to make good memes. I am convinced of that. Like they, they, <laughs> they couldn't even use a Donald Trump's arrest uh, to make a good meme. That's how pathetic they are and, and humorless they are. But this, yeah, this, what's really interesting about this is the, the whole DeSantis, like, we're not, we're not going to help extradite him. So how do, exactly does that work? And I want to see, I want to see a fight between states. I want to see how that plays out. You know, that's, that is fucking fascinating because like, yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck you, New York. How about that? Yeah. Where they come and get them? They got to come in and get them? See, without the cooperation of the state of Florida, I'm not sure how that works. Um, and I mean, that would be, that would definitely be a uh, dividing line on the separation of 
state and federal powers and stuff like that. Like that, that could really kick off a, a huge a thing. War. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the implications, um, and potential for, uh, potential for problems there could just really unravel this whole system. And it's very interesting to, for me to, to watch it, uh, to watch it happen. So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with that. This, this idea that they're going to arrest Donald, I still can't believe they're going, they're going through with it. I honestly thought uh, up until yesterday when this news broke, I was like, so I guess they're just not gonna, I guess they're just going to slowly let that fade into the background and not well, go after. And it's really funny that they're going after Trump for paying Stormy Daniels. And then she had to pay him all of that back. And then some like, you know, it's there. This is the thing that we're using to because it, it it's already been upheld that like basically Trump won in the, the defamation case. And uh, like, well, I, there's no, there's no, there's no basis for this. There's no grounding for this. It's, it's all yeah. just legally. It sounds like the flimsiest fucking case you've ever brought. And of course, like I said, the the records are sealer. We don't know what the charges are. Um, but I'm expecting them to be even more pathetic than what's being reported. I, I it's it's shocking that they will actually go through with this, and that there are people that think this is a great idea. Uh, however you feel about Donald Trump, you have to think about what's going on here. You have a, a sitting president essentially using the Department of Justice to go after a political rival before an, an upcoming election. And they've been slow playing this out. It's been what this, this is from 2019 or something. These charges, 2018, 2019, something like that. Uh, it's 2023 now. I'm sure that the all, all these fucking like the trial and everything is going to be for 2024, like right around election uh, season. They're they're doing everything they can to stop this guy from running for president. And it's amazing to see how afraid of him they are. Like they are just terrified of this guy. And I, I don't really understand why. I, I mean, like they could have played this different. And just sort of treated Donald Trump the way he liked. Like they could just fucking patronize him. And he would probably have just fallen in line with a lot of whatever they wanted. But instead they take this like complete opposite angle and go after him on everything. And he's like the worst thing ever. And we're going to make up all these scandals to try to get him. And it's just, man, you, you're just pouring gasoline on the fire. That is Donald Trump. Well, I mean, the like post January 6th leading up to the inauguration, he was effectively neutered. Like you had him in behaving himself Donald Trump mode. All you had to do was let him pass quietly into the ether and be forgotten. But instead, they had to be, and which I said this at the time of the election or at the time of the inauguration, they have to keep hammering on Donald Trump is the most evil person on the planet because they literally don't have anything else to talk about if they'd stop talking about trump then they go back to second term obama ratings where literally every media company was losing its ass like just money hand over fist because they didn't have anything to talk about yeah they need trump more than they need anybody else on the planet 
Yeah, what are they going to do when he's behind bars? <laughs> never going to happen. Still never going to see him behind bars. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. I want to see... I want to see him just stay in Florida and just be like, no, not coming in. Now what are you going to do? What are they willing to do to um, go after a guy for, like, forget that it's Donald Trump, just fill in Citizen X, uh, paid somebody $130,000 that they weren't supposed to do, apparently. Um, what are they willing to do to go after that criminal? Versus, and of course, there's all these, like, um, news stories and things circulating about how hypocritical this Manhattan DA is because they've been bending over backwards to not prosecute violent criminals and to give them lighter sentences and let them out of prison early and all things like that. And then they're going after Donald Trump for uh, having his lawyer give 130 grand to some whoa. Yeah, they got their priorities right in order. Anyway, um, I guess we'll see what happens on Tuesday. Should be ready to do uh, our, back on our regularly scheduled programming next week. Um, we'll be back for a, a Tuesday episode, which by I think hopefully by about 2.30 on Tuesday, we'll see if Donald Trump is going to be turning himself in. And oh boy, if he does, that's going to be quite the fucking shit show. And uh, I'll be back putting stuff out for the Substack next week. I apologize for that brief hiatus, but I've sort of gotten my life together, I think. And uh, I should be situated by early next week. So um, that's all I got. You got anything well, going on? Miss, missing, missing Tuesday episodes the last two weeks has been entirely my fault. I've been uh, working and traveling and so, yeah, uh, no, I don't have anything going on. I, I, I've spent the last week on the farm and completely removed myself from all things uh, podcast related. So um, I'll be getting back in the swing of things this weekend. Happy hour tonight? Um, no, I don't think so. I think we're going to do one next Friday. And that's going to be, we're going to get back on schedule. Just everything is going to get back on schedule next week. So next Friday will be happy hour. Um, and I will invite the uh, Facebook top contributors to that one, and we'll get we'll get back in the swing of things next week. Uh, tonight, I'd probably only be able to hang on for like an hour or so. So I don't want to shortchange anybody like that. So we'll just we'll do that next Friday, and uh, maybe I'll put out put out an episode. Well, when are we going to air this tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I do still have a, a, an interview or two stashed away for a rainy day that I need to put out, but um, we'll see what happens with that. And follow us on Twitter. You can see our Twitter handles there. I'm very proud of that one, at Pedal Fiction. And uh, become a supporting listener of the show if you want to get into the happy hours or the uh, supporting um, contributor to the Substack. That will also get you in there. And it's going to be a very exciting uh, next, what, Eight, nine months of the year should be a good time. What, what month is it? Oh, shit, it's almost April. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. So uh, do all that for us, and we will be back on Tuesday, hopefully talking more Donald Trump arrests and no more uh, school shootings, but you never know. 
And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.